0: Welcome to the uh, Pro Football Radio Podcast. We are glad you can join us. I am Jake Shima. I'm here with my co-host, Brendan DePuma.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: We're glad you can join us on our first ever podcast. Uh, this podcast has been a long time coming. I'm glad we can finally get it up and going. It's been about a year now since so i have been thinking about doing this
1: just yeah at yeah. least at least a year yeah all our bullshit at work we might <laughs> as well put it down on track
0: exactly we were we constantly go back and forth in regards to different sports talks tox- to- topics and i figured it'd be good to get this on uh on an audio podcast yeah so our platform will mostly consist of uh pro football but we will throw in some college football here and there but for the most part pro footballs our our bread and butter so hopefully you enjoy that Before we begin, uh, please give us a follow on Twitter at PFR Podcast. Our IG page is also Pro Football Radio. Our Facebook is... Pro Football Radio Podcast. My personal Twitter account is going to be at Jay Chima. And you can follow the Puma at Brando
1: underscore Puma on the Twitter.
0: So the first game tomorrow is going to be between the Patriots and the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Um, This is going to be the Patriots' 13th appearance in the game itself. Um, with that being said, there's quite a bit of interest in the game in regards to who wins and who loses.
1: Yeah, I mean, is this going to be uh, is this going to be Pat Mahomes coming out party? I mean, he pretty much had that in Foxborough this year. Will Andy Reid be able to get over the hump? Uh, the the playoffs, especially uh, January, has been a house of horrors for him. So it's it's definitely a lot of interesting storylines going into. Uh, Into Arrowhead on Sunday. Uh, The weather, whether or not we actually believe the the Patriots are
0: underdogs. Which, at this point, the weather is a non-factor. The weather went from being in the sub-zero... Uh, degree weathered, up to 32 now, so which is just bombing for, right. uh, for New England and for Kansas City. Right,
1: and yeah, there's going to be wind. It's going to feel like it's in the teens, but in reality, you know, it's going to be in the in the 30-ish degree mark around kickoff time. Uh, so everyone thinking that was going to be a ground game, I'm still expecting a lot of run from uh, Damien Williams and Sonny Michelle, but I think they'll definitely be able to air it out.
0: Yeah, and uh, I believe where the game... Uh, is gonna turn is gonna come down to the Chiefs' front seven versus Sony Michelle and James White. I think the key to the Patriots, obviously, in this advanced stage of their of their receiving game not being the best. Um, obviously, Gronk being a shell himself, Edelman not being all there. Yeah, he did look. The, I will talk sure, to it. He sh- did look good last. Yeah, week. but that's one good game over a span of the last I don't know nine months. I mean, it, it hasn't been the best. So, if the Patriots were to go into Arrowhead and win, it's gonna come down to. Will the running game be able to move on that Chief uh, front seven?
1: Right. And the big difference, if you look at the last game that they played against the Chargers at home in Foxborough, was, I mean, anyone watching the game, I rewatched tape today, uh, the Chargers looked lost. They were playing a shit ton of zone. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, Edelman feasted underneath. Uh, They're... The the front uh, the offensive line for the New England Patriots were able to make humongous holes for Sonny Michelle and he was mm-hmm. able to bounce outside. Uh, the, 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 the Chargers defense looked lost.
0: Now, uh, speaking of that game, uh, it was interesting because the whole year the Patriots didn't look that good, right? So is it a... Uh, was it just the Chargers didn't have a good game? Were the Patriots not as good as we thought they were? Because the Patriots went out and dominated. No part of that game was ever in question. From the moment they kicked off, it was just domination. I'm
1: going to go with the, the 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 former. I'm going to go with the Chargers looked like they had no game plan. I think they honestly just expected uh, the front for for the Chargers to just show up and you know just do it on talent alone, and they looked absolutely lost. They were carved apart, and that was one of the the, the strong points about this Charger defense was. Their secondary was, you know, essentially, as a whole, shut and, down. And they were the, top and, seven and in that, total and that's, defense. And
0: that's where the arrogance comes into the Chargers. They decided to play six, seven DBs against the Patriots. They decided, you know what, it doesn't matter. We're not going to game plan for them. We're just going to go out there with our base. We've been running the whole year, and we'll and, see what happens. And the, the biggest thing, too,
1: listen, I'll cop to it again. I am a huge Phillip Rivers mark. I love Phillip Rivers. I was hoping he would be able to go in. And air it out. You and everybody bro. else that wants to be but, the Patriots. But I will also admit too that you can't just drop sixty bees, rush three, and give Brady all day to pick you apart. Yeah. That is, I don't care who you are, mm-hmm. whether if Vince Lombardi was still calling that defensive scheme, he would get picked apart too. You can't give Tom Brady that much time. Yeah. That's going to be a key factor uh, in Arrowhead this week. I tell you
0: what, Brady looked absolutely amazing last week though. I feel that was the return of Lord Brady, right? Hey, I'm sure sure Brady wasn't the best for we go. for most of this year. However, I believe Lord Brady made a reappearance and this is going <laughs> this is going to be his 13th AFC Championship game. I know all of America wants him to go away and I, I feel like we can delve into that here in a little bit as well where most of America hates just seeing Brady and the Patriots win but they're not going away they're still here yeah, as, as, as Brady says still here okay
1: you're saying that with a straight face now listen if he went if he was in Foxborough last week and aired it out for four touchdowns and 450 yards. I would eat a massive amount of ground. But, 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 but no, 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 no. no, no, no. Let but me the game finish. The unless game plan, you start no, no, counting, no, no, that's
0: stupid. Because the game plan didn't account for him to throw it out. He's he's he is so smart enough to know that he can run the ball and still win. Let's call He them. knows. He knows. Okay. The uh, hey hey. Go for it, skip go for it. Skip Junior
1: over here. Let's call <laughs> it for what it is. Until unless you start counting handoffs as completions, that was a Sony Michelle game. Three touchdowns no, but on the those ground.
0: handoffs were because Brady, James White. No no, 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 those handoffs were because Brady saw the defense wasn't cocky again, saying, "I want to throw the ball and make myself look good." I, being the general on the field, need to put the team mm-hmm. into this position, this play to run the ball. I think that was as masterful as a game as you can get from Tom Brady. He only missed. Yeah, 34 for 44, 343 yards and a touchdown. There you go. You got the you got the stats and everything. But he could have easily had four touchdowns. He could have easily gone down to the red zone and thrown the ball.
1: Well, I mean, hey, if you're coming out after a post game saying that everyone thinks I lost it and I suck, well, I I hope you would have aired it out. But let's face facts: it was a Sony Michelle game, and the defense was bend but don't break because oh. they did give up a lot of garbage time. I mean, if they really wanted to assert their will, they would have shut down. A so what are, game what are you to saying? What are you
0: saying? Brady's done? You think Brady looked bad? What are you trying to get? I'm at, not
1: man? saying that he's done. He looks far from done. But what I am saying is, let's not come out. And say that he was, you know, God incarnate on the field. He was. When he was. was, it was he so was Michelle, God it incarnate. Was a run, it was a run attack oh game. I mean, Sonny Michelle got three right, touchdowns. Okay,
0: okay. Let, let me get to that point. I'm going to give you a stat line, okay? Okay, wait. And and I want you to not be a hater here for a second, okay? Here we go. Let me read the first stat line. This is going to be Peyton Manning's MVP season from 2008, okay? 27 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 4,002 yards 95 rating okay Tom Brady's numbers this year 29 touchdowns two more 11 interceptions one less 4,355 yards and a 97 quarterback rating now how is that he sucks how is that he's done how is that he's off the cliff where is the hate coming from where Peyton Manning can have those numbers in 08 right and how do you say it? Um, be the MVP, be this amazing, you know, this is the godlike creature that Peyton Manning is. But Tom Brady gets shitted on week in and week out about how much he sucks. Do you have any rebuttal to that? Yeah. I think, well, what's but, the rebuttal? What I is mean, it? I mean, let's see. It's just pure hate. I just wish people would say they hate Tom Brady. And that'd be pretty easier. Much, pretty much people do. But. If you're playing in the AFC East, yeah, I hope you're you're able no, to add that. That's, that's, that's a baloney excuse. But let's man. call it for what it, that's let's it, for it is. That's a baloney excuse.
1: Another reason too, if half of your championship runs weren't embattled in controversy, oh, whether or not right? it's spygate no, no, or if it's deflating footballs or See, whatnot, that's, that's, that is wh- that's that's, that's, where that's the hate comes. That's in. the
0: tell for every Patriot hater when they have no more reasoning. They're like, all right, the numbers, the blah blah. Let me just go to the whole cheating thing.
1: That's that's Whatever. the main Look, reason. I, I you do can't want, deny I, that.
0: I do want to delve into that, how Peyton Manning had that year won the MVP, but this year, Tom Brady had those numbers. And let's, let's be analytical about this. Where is it, where is it coming from? Where's the hate coming from?
1: You literally have to go back to the optics test. Mm-hmm. What controversy surrounded Peyton Manning in that year? I'll
0: I mean, wait. I mean... I, I don't. I think. What, I think we won. What before? he was running out of miles to feed we, between. We won. We won before Spygate. We won after Spygate. It doesn't matter. Like we won what two championships after Spygate and three before. But so, that's
1: but that's the point. Is there was still Spygate and there was still the flake gate. You can't just get rid of it. But like, we won that after why that too. Hate it. But we won that's after that That's why people too. want the, want the Patriots to lose.
0: I don't know. I just think it's just pure hate for the Patriots. I think this is going to be Tom Brady going into airhead tomorrow night. Demolishing the Chiefs' defense. Yeah. Okay. I think we're looking at we're looking at probably three touchdowns, um, about three. Yeah. Let's yards.
1: let's go to the stats of Tom Brady and the Patriots as a whole in in Kansas City. So Brady is historically one and two in Arrowhead. It's been a house of horrors for him. 722 yards, three touchdowns, six picks. The last time he played in Arrowhead, it was 41-14, and homeboy didn't even see it into the fourth quarter.
0: Well, do you remember what they said after that game? Yeah, it was washed up. Yeah, and then what happened that year? Uh, I think they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. But, you think? No, we did. But the point... We won two Super Bowls since then. But the point dead. is,
1: it's a house of horrors, and it's not like the Patriots have been road warriors this year. They're 3-5. and five. They look like a shell of themselves in Pittsburgh. He, you, Even you have to admit this. He made a lot of bad throws in Pittsburgh that last road game. You know what? He wasn't
0: healthy, though. He wasn't healthy, it's, and, I, it's and there's, these rumors, there's these rumors out healthy. there. No, but there's rumors out there that for most of the season, Tom Brady um, had an MCL sprain, a really bad one, where he couldn't plant and throw. And that looked and watching the film, you can see ducking away from throws, um, not putting his full weight into throws, um, falling down way before the defense even gets it because he's trying to protect that knee. But the last Jets game uh, before season ended, the Chargers game again in the playoffs, he looked healthy. And I think that is the key factor here. He'll never come out and say it because that's just in the Patriot way. But he wasn't himself this year because of that injury. Right. Well, we're still back to
1: Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, it's a house of horrors. They're not a road warrior team. Their defense is and offense, you know, just every aspect of their their game. They are, you know, bizarre world when it comes to home and road splits. I mean, they are historically a better home team. If it was role reversal and they were playing in foxborough the afc championship game i would lean a lot more towards buying the patriots punching their ticket to the super bowl as much as that painfully hurts me to say that i have arrowhead as being a factor in itself of the chiefs possibly winning this game
0: sure sure that's gonna be a big factor and i and i will admit um arrowhead uh, St. Super, Superdome yep. um, the, Was it the Seahawks uh, Stadium up They're there The 12th man Yeah Those three stadiums Are just absolutely insane To play in For opposing teams To go in there And try to win I do see your point there However I still take The Patriots It will be a close one I will admit um, It's probably going to come down To about I would say 27 to 24 um, The ground game For the Patriots Is going to be massive um, Sonny Michelle And James White Will have to run the ball Effectively We cannot count on Gronk anymore Obviously he is a shell himself Right Julian Edelman, how much does he have left? Maybe he catches five, six balls tomorrow night. I'm really worried about, obviously, uh, the wide receiving core. But with James White being able to split out from the backfield and go out there and catch some balls, I am a little more but here's confident in that.
1: The, the, the Chiefs, you know, to be completely transparent here, they were bottom tier of defense all year. Eric Berry scheduled to come back and play tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Will that have an effect? Granted... He typically would guard Gronkowski, see, but Gronkowski, see, I, like you said, think, is a I shock. think that's
0: easy to overlook the fact that last week they dominated. Mm. They dominated a good Colts team last week, and I and I always uh, try to um, tell people that. Sure, they look bad week five six. Um, same with the Patriots offense looked bad between the uh, Steelers game and this and that. But the lo- the the latest information we have is that the Chiefs played really well last week, and they're running in the field oh, they definitely at the right time.
1: I'll cop to it, and you know we were talking. Prior to the game last week, I definitely had the expectation that the Colts were going to walk in and dominate the yeah, Chiefs. we at both home. won. We both, we, won that. We both I won. saw the, the the Colts as a underrated defense, mm-hmm. a, a sneaky good one, and they just got uh, demolished uh, through the air and on the ground. I mean, uh, Damien Williams, uh, twenty five rushes, one hundred twenty nine yards, and a touchdown.
0: You know what's interesting about Damien Williams? Kareem Hunt left, and there was no drop off in production. No. That's how good that offensive line was. They weren't even is. talking
1: about him. They were talking about Spencer Ware. Well, Spencer Ware, to his defense, got hurt, and in comes Damian Williams. And you, I mean, they found a a, a diamond in the rough pretty much in Damian Williams, the cast off from well, Miami. Not, it's not even
0: that. Like, uh, obviously, when Kareem Hunt went away with his uh, whole ordeal, um, the numbers they put. There was like 4.7 yards per attempt for, uh, for Kareem Hunt, but it was also about the same for Damian Williams, off just by a little bit, by point, uh, point 0.1, 0.2. But it speaks to that offensive line. And just the amount of time they're giving Patrick Oh, some Mahomes. of the holes.
1: You could drive your car. Through exactly, them. right? They're so huge.
0: a lot of people obviously look at the amazing numbers Patrick Mahomes throws up. And for some reason, I am not, bought, I haven't bought into a kid just yet. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I just don't fully buy in just yet. I feel like he's playing on an absolutely amazing team. You stick anybody in that offense with those weapons, you're going to succeed, in my personal opinion. And that just speaks to the fact that the Patriots' defense has to show up tomorrow.
1: Oh, they have to have the same outlook... Like uh, like last week at home, where yeah, we can I can sit this say this as a Dolphins fan that the the Patriots had a, a bend but don't break defense. Mm-hmm. Like they really didn't. Short of you know Stephon Gilmore forgetting who was covering Keenan Allen on that one bomb that Philip Rivers threw in the end zone, there really wasn't a whole lot of completions downfield. Mm-hmm. Like they were able to suffocate the the uh, the, uh, the Chargers offense and if they got a drive going they they didn't put a whole lot of points on the board. Granted, at the end they gave up a lot of garbage time but throughout the main portions of the game when it mattered they shut down that Chargers offense.
0: Okay. Well what's your what's your game picks? Let's let's wrap this up where we figure out what uh let me guess you're going to lean towards the Chiefs, right?
1: Yeah, I mean I'm going to go I'm going with there the we Chiefs. Go. I There we go. I don't know if I'm there buying I'm I'm not sure if I'm buying the total points-wise for the game, just because... What's the point total on that? I believe it is 50. Mm. 50 points. I mean, both games, are 50 to 55. Yeah. So, I don't know if I'd buy that. Uh, I'll definitely buy the, the spread. Uh, I think the, the Chiefs are favored by three points right now. It's really going to come down to uh, the, the Chiefs' defense replicating what they did last week. They're going to have to pound the rock. I mean, Damien Williams has to continue to run. Uh, even, say if it does... For some reason, the temperature does get to arctic glass level.
0: It doesn't matter, man. But it doesn't, it doesn't
1: matter. matter. But just humor me. Is say if the temperature does factor, and they're not going to start airing the ball out as much as they did, you got to figure out ways to get uh, Tyree Kill the ball, whether or not it be a jet sweep mm-hmm. or, or a direct snap, something like that. The, the run game is going to be huge. And Arrowhead itself, you know, it has been, like I said, a house of horrors for Brady. That's will what... that – will the trend continue? Because he hasn't been a great – AFC Championship road quarterback throughout his career. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a factor.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what you're saying. And I think uh, the big point is, who is Belichick going to take away, right? So, last time, he took away Kelsey. Kelsey had five receptions. I don't know how many. Right. Like 50 yards, whatever it was. But then Tyreek Hill had three touchdowns. Yeah. Right? So Tyreek Hill, like think. So, <laughs> going in, going in, we decided it was going to be... That we're gonna shut down Tyre we're gonna shut down Travis Kelsey and let Tyreek Hill run free. Yeah. Which he did. He had three touchdowns, which is yeah. unreal, right?
1: Seven receptions, 142 yards, three touchdowns on 12 targets. Yeah, it was and even unreal. Kareem Hunt got involved in the past. Kareem Hunt, Hunt a had a
0: touchdown as well. So um you can't take all of it away, right? You can't just shut down all their all the weapons, but you gotta. I think in this game, you gotta shut down Tyreek Hill. He's more explosive. Travis Kelsey is a wide receiver. I'm sorry, is a tight end at the end of the day. He's not a wide receiver. He doesn't have the burst and speed that Tyreek Hill has. So you take away Tyreek Hill, and you if you lose uh, by taking away Tyreek Hill and letting, uh, letting Travis Kelsey get four touchdowns, then it is what it is, man.
1: But are the corners good enough to keep up with Tyreek? That is going to be the thing.
0: No. Um, so you,
1: you, you double-team him. You
0: bracket him or something, man. Right. You're going to have to bracket him. You're going to have to do something to slow him down.
1: So now comes to now, the, the mental th- aspect of nobody can take plays off. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like, if Stefan Gilmore is going to have you know a Keenan Allen moment again mm-hmm. like you guys are in real deep trouble yeah. with Tyreek Hill yeah <laughs> because he's a he's the fastest guy on the football field right awesome. now.
0: all right so obviously you have the patriots winning you have the chiefs winning no surprise there um let's move on to the, to the first game of uh, tomorrow which is between the Los Angeles Rams going into New Orleans and taking on the Saints. Rematch
1: of Week Nine. Yeah,
0: lot, a lot, of tripping going on between Marcus Peters and uh, Sean Payne. You know, yeah, uh,
1: gotta go down and get some gumbo. <laughs> we ain't done yet.
0: Which, which I think the start there, right? So Marcus Peters got completely annihilated that game. You're, you're being torched. kind
1: with the annihilated. Torched,
0: torched. It was you, so
1: bad. You might as well have played with ten men on the field.
0: Now, it won't be the same dish time because Aq- Aqib leave is back, right? right? So, that's massive. That's going to help out Marcus Peters quite a bit. And I think that's one of my points for this game is don't leave Marcus Peters alone. No no, You can't have
1: him be one-on-one outside with Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. But, speaking of a keep You know where Michael Thomas is from, right? Oh, well, he's uh, you know, proud Buckeye, I'm pretty sure. Go Buckeyes. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, Keep uh, Talib left uh, that that. Dallas game last week, and they were noticeably a different defense without to Tlaib and Marcus Peters on the field at the same time. So, Tlaib has to be healthy. I didn't really see an injury designation on him, mm-hmm. so I'm assuming he's going to be full go. Mm-hmm. But if he, for some reason, was to leave the field at some point mm-hmm. tomorrow, mm-hmm. Uh, it could be a, another ugly game for, Mar- uh, for Peters.
0: I'm glad we started out on the cornerbacks because that's key. I think the key to this game is... Can you take away more? Uh, can you take away Michael Thomas, proud on. right? If you take away Michael Thomas from from Drew Brees, who else does he throw to? Teddy Ginn is that your backup, right? Teddy
1: Ginn or uh, that rookie uh, Smith? Oh,
0: well, exactly, but they're not as, they're not as good as Michael right. Thomas. Does, as, it's not like a, so, a bona
1: fide number So, two.
0: If Akeem Talib um, takes away Michael Thomas, right, then. You gotta rely on Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, the running game. Right. right? And that's what the Saints have for, have morphed into the last six, seven weeks, right? There was middle season where they were hitting on all cylinders. It was 45, 50, 50 points. It doesn't matter, right?
1: Yep. Breeze was hitting about three touchdowns a exactly, game, Exactly, right?
0: But the last few weeks has been more, um, it's not the same offense, right? So, with that being said, The running game tomorrow is going to be massive.
1: No doubt. And over the span of, say, the last time they met in Week 9 to right up until the Eagles game last week, obviously it's a a twin-headed monster Mm -hmm. down in Nolens, but Kamara is seeing the bulk of the carries. I'm not even factoring in the the passing game of Kamara. If you look at the breakdown last week, uh, Kamara and Ingram combined for 23 rushes, 124 yards, and zero touchdowns. But the bulk of those carries was Kamara. Uh, Ingram only had nine touches of the football mm-hmm. throughout an entire game. Mm-hmm. So, granted, it was back and forth. Breeze looked kind of mortal last week. Uh, the Eagles kind of shot themselves in the foot sometimes. Oh so, God. you're going to have to I'll throw to Jeffrey. keep up. That's
0: on Jeffrey. you got to catch that ball, man. Yeah, and he was coming oh, out saying he's got the ball. best
1: hands. But he's had a, quite a few drops. And in this case, the drop ended the year.
0: Mm-hmm. That was bad. So, additionally, um, I believe... Jared Goff has to step up here. He has to step up big time. You cannot go into New Orleans, into that Superdome, and win without a strong performance by your quarterback. But, I mean, his last his performance last time,
1: he threw the ball 40 times, 20 to 40 for 391 yards and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Like, what else does he need to do? I think
0: for... More, the, more. You got to do more than that. Because, obviously, it wasn't good enough, right? I would
1: go the run game needs to do more. Mm-hmm. Because the Saints... I mean, granted, defense really doesn't matter the NFC South. the the oh defense, God.
0: It's the like a like Big 12 down there, man. Yeah. Just throw around. It's a Big 12,
1: but the defense held Gurley to 68 yards. Mm. Granted, it was only Gurley really yeah. carrying the rock.
0: Now, now you, got C- you got C.J. C-J, C-J Anderson, Anderson. The mini-fridge
1: out there. I mean, the mini-fridge, <laughs> I was saying on Twitter, at Brando underscore Puma, I was saying so on the, I I saying on like the Twitter machine that he looked like my Whirlpool dishwasher running between the tackles. But
0: all dude, we were watching that game last week, and I'm like, dude, look how look how chunky he is. I, was saying I that, should be talking. I'm a chunky guy myself, but was, still, I'm like... I was saying, hey, I'm
1: no Brad Pitt, but I was saying that uh, C.J. Anderson looked like the guy that ate C.J. Anderson. But did all he, jokes aside, the guy balled out, yeah. ran for over 120 yards, mm-hmm. had, I mean, God, did two, three touchdowns last week. So, the the guy still got it. He was a, a one hell of a find that the Rams found out of desperation, just because of Gurley. Now they have their own twin-headed attack. If they're able to establish the run, you're going to be able to keep that offense of the Saints off the field, and that might be the deciding factor. Yeah.
0: Off the field here, we got the storyline between Sean McVay versus Sean Payton, right? Um, the two Sean's going at it, mm-hmm. both innovative offensive geniuses, right? And to the point where. Um, if you have a cup of coffee with Sean McVay, you can get a head coaching job somewhere in the, in the NFL, right? No doubt. It's just— um... If you look like Sean McVay. <laughs> oh, my God. Look dude. at
1: Cliff Kingsbury. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dancing, Dancing Cliff Kingsbury. Exactly, yeah, Dancing yeah. Cliff Kingsbury. If you're in the same plus or minus range of maybe five years age-wise and have the same haircut, maybe same octave level, you might get a head coaching job. That's where the league is right now. Everyone is chasing the next McVay.
0: Mm. So, do you think uh, Sean McVeigh can go into just like Jared Goff go into that stadium and outdoor Champagne? I think. Do you think he has the coaching chops? I think so. In game adjustments, I think so because they it.
1: went they went toe to toe in the dome last time. Uh, but the key factor, besides you know Peter's not getting toasted mm-hmm. and Talib staying on the field, mm-hmm. that pass rush has to get to. Has to get to yeah, base. and
0: Domkin Sue and uh, Aaron Donaldson, they got they got stepped up to. They were
1: abso- they were horrifically quiet weekend. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. I, they I was looking at the stats. They didn't even have a knockdown of Drew Brees. No sacks. Really? Wow. No nothing. Like that that offensive line was able to contain that that pass rush, and I mean Drew Brees was able to to, to carve him up last time. 28 to 38, 301 yards, two touchdowns. Granted, he possibly threw a pick. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. 25 to 36, 346 yards and four touchdowns. Last time they played the Rams. Granted, bad. that wasn't with Talib. Of
0: course, yeah. So, yeah. So you think uh, so? What's your game prediction? You think they're going to be eating some gumbo down there? You I think, think they're going to eat gumbo. Yeah, I think they're
1: going to punch the ticket to the Super what's Bowl. What's the final score? Oh God. Uh, Vegas is calling this a 55 game. See, I
0: think it's not going to be that. It's going to be under that just because this is going to be a defensive match. It's going to be a running defensive match.
1: Right. God. 30 to 27 maybe?
0: Not bad. Close game. Close game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I'm going to roll with the Saints here. I believe um, it's just hard running down there, man. It's hard. It's unfair. I really believe the NFL should do something about these stadiums. I think it's unfair. Obviously, you want to call the Patriots cheaters, but obviously, having a stadium built where you can't even think uh, with the with the crowd noise. But let me get back to this uh, this point. If you're playing the game, I think it's going to come down to obviously the running game. It's going to be a defensive battle. So low scoring. It's going to be probably in the range of 21 to 17. Um, Saints winning. Um, and I think Saints and Patriots in Super Bowl with Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. Who wouldn't want that?
1: Right, I mean that would be. A, I mean, either way, we can agree that with the four highest scored offenses in the league right now, whoever goes to the Super Bowl is going to be a goddamn great matchup. Like it would be, it would, regardless of who goes, it's yeah. going to be almost an instant classic. Of, oh, oh, trust me, yeah, it's of the be last amazing. decade.
0: But wouldn't you want just uh, this era of quarterbacks to end on? Tom Brady versus Drew Brees because I know down the road it's going to come down to Patrick Mahomes and Jared Goff and Carson Wentz all these uh, young quarterbacks going to take over the league here. something. But just this is the last hurrah of Tom Brady versus Drew Brees in the Super Bowl. You can see, You can oh, see yeah, how that would be great, right? I'm, I'm a, roll, I'm a, off, a, roll off the NFL music, NFL films music, right? Yeah, and I'm all a football the,
1: fan at the end of the day, and I would love to see you know NFL films with you know the epic orchestras playing for oh my this so instant classic. But let me ask you this question: Say Brees punches his ticket to the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. and let's say that Tom Brady goes to the Super Bowl which he will play play devil's advocate here if Drew Brees wins you think he's done? is he going to ride off in the sunset? that would be
0: great man I hope so I hope he wins one and he just rides off, man. Because Drew Brees is so underappreciated, man. Like, people want to put Aaron Rodgers as as the second-best quarterback in the league after Tom Brady. I think it's Drew Brees, man. The guy needs more love, you know?
1: The only commercial we talked about this off-camera production uh, earlier this week that Tom... uh, That... Aaron Rodgers really only gets love just because he's visible on commercials. The only commercial I can remember Drew Brees ever being in was for SportsCenter. Throughout mm-hmm. his entire NFL
0: career. Yeah. He's a good dude, man. You hear all this amazing stuff he does for the for the community down there. There's a lot of um, a lot of goodwill that he does that he doesn't want publicity for, right? right. So a lot of these athletes will have marketing and uh, all kinds of stuff to make themselves look amazing doing all this charity work. He does a bunch of stuff that nobody even hears about. So I hope, you know what, and I can stomach the fact that if Patriots go and they lose to, uh, to Drew Brees, I'm cool with that, man. It, it's all right. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just I just don't want anybody else to win besides Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> biggest Patriot mark in history here. What's all that? <laughs> yeah. What else do you want to touch on, man? We got uh, we got some time left before the podcast ends. Um, do you want to touch on the uh, uh, Anthony Brown situation in uh,
1: yeah. Pittsburgh? I mean, good God. It's like the Kardashians. It's like Days of Our Lives down there. What's going on in Pittsburgh, I man? mean... I thought I, my
0: Tom was this amazing leader that... Nothing. Uh, nothing rattles that Mike, organization.
1: Mike Tomlin is the greatest players' coach of all time. But the I thought, I thought it was Pete Carroll. But the, well, I mean, yeah. really, Pete Carroll was great until last year when people started chirping. And who chirped? Mm-hmm. Richard Sherman's gone. Mm-hmm. Earl Thomas is probably going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Bennett's gone. Mm-hmm. All the guys that were chirping are found themselves on pink slip. Mike Tomlin, for some reason isn't we uh, you know willing to throw the gauntlet down and why is that people well, why do you
0: think he's letting people just run wild man
1: i think he just sees this as the, his best opportunity to winner. like he mm-hmm. you know we can say what we want about big ben he's dirty ben he, he can't keep his hands to himself he's got a history of that you know you can mm-hmm. at me on twitter it's it, it's a fucking fact To you plug yourself again that he couldn't keep <laughs> his hands to himself <laughs> off the field but he, he is their franchise quarterback, for better or for worse, mm-hmm. and he's a gamer. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to ruffle the tail feathers of the guy.
0: Yeah. I think Antonio Brown does have some point here because you can't have your quarterback go out there on national radio and say, I sure looked at Juju four times in a row. Right. Like, what kind of message does that send to your team?
1: Alright. Or uh, did he throw, I mean, he threw him head first on the greyhound, backed it up and oh, ran yeah, him over course. a couple oh, of times. But was it one of the comments as well, too, that he didn't run a good route in the end zone, yep. and that's yep. why he threw a he pick, said, he not said, the offensive yep, and defensive yep. lineman mm-hmm. in front of him. It's mm-hmm. Antonio Brown's fault on the outside. Yep,
0: In that same interview, I believe, or in that same week, maybe, he said something about how Antonio drifted on that route, and that's what caused the interception. Like, dude, come on, man. We all saw that game. That's not just a bad throw by you. Right. It's not him drifting uh, in his route that caused that. And I think that is the crux of all this. I truly believe if Big Ben just keeps his mouth shut, that team would be amazing. No doubt. No. Simply put.
1: <laughs> I can admit this. You don't see this out of Foxborough. Exactly. If if anything like this goes on in Foxborough, mm-hmm. you get cut. Just look at the that running back. I forget, I forget his name because he was only in the league for a cup of coffee. Ran for 230 yards in Indianapolis, three touchdowns. He did a Sports Illustrated interview, yep. and he was gone the He's next gone. week. I I've don't, he remember, was his never, yeah, I don't yep. remember his damn name. Yep. You know, we don't really fact check here. If you know, be sure to hit us up on Twitter and tell us the name. But that's what happens. You start speaking up, in mm-hmm. Foxborough, you're gone.
0: Well, because then also there's that narrative set in Foxborough, but then it's carried out by your leaders. It's carried out by Tom Brady. It was carried out by Teddy Bruschi back in the day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the narrative is set by Belichick and Kraft and their organization, but in the locker room, you got carried out, and now, Big Ben doesn't carry now it out. Now, to
1: that extent, you mentioned a couple of defensive stalwarts from the, the Patriots' time, and God, it hurts to fucking say this, wearing, for those of you not watching, I'm wearing a Dolphins jersey to say that. Yeah. Mike Tomlin, Thanks, doesn't. Mike Tomlin <laughs> doesn't have anyone in that locker room anymore mm-hmm. to kick people's in line james so, harrison's gone but, uh, uh, but, but uh, my, my point no, is, that's stupid because, but no my point is is he was he's a player's coach yeah so he had the players police the locker room yeah. when there's no sheriff in that locker room no no alpha dog all of these
0: babies base- shouldn't that be big ben shouldn't that be the two-time super Bowl winning quarterback big ben shouldn't that be him
1: but when he's the biggest diva out of everyone in that locker room yeah and you have a no-bullshit guy mm-hmm. like Troy Polamalu mm-hmm. or James Harrison in that locker room, they're going to be there to knock you down a peg or two. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I know we started this topic on trying to figure out what's going on with A.B. and the Steelers, but I think we're talking about the bigger picture here where it, it really just comes down to the tone in that locker room, right? Right. Like all this stuff with Le'Veon Bell, with uh, Antonio Brown, it wouldn't have happened if you had... Uh, alpha leaders that stood up and actually was like, you know what, this is not how it's done. This is how it's done kind right. of. Right. And
1: even even if you go back to Le'Veon Bell uh, debacle, offensive linemen were chirping about Bell's situation. And, and you know, I've I've never played. But I would like to think that there is a line that you can talk about people's businesses. And when you start talking about people's livelihoods and money, that's that's a no-no. Mm-hmm. Amongst the players, at least, when you're throwing your own guy under the bus because you know, let's face fact, the the average lifespan in the league is three years, and he's a running back that was been used almost you know between running routes and and, uh, and running plays almost 500 times a year. Mm-hmm. You're gonna break down. I'm gonna want to get paid too. You
0: know, and uh, I think maybe we should even look at ownership here. Is the fact that the Steelers were very close to making the playoffs? Right, they're very close. They were half a game out, right? Yep. Do you think Le'Veon Bell is worth that half game against me in the playoffs? And I think he is. But the Steelers owners decided, you know what, we're going to make a stand here. We're, I don't care if we um, forego this season, but we're going to make a stand that the players are not going to run the asylum here. Right.
1: I would pay the guys, money. This is no, There's no shade to James Conner, what James Conner did. Was, but he's was not, amazing. He's not but, as good. But he's not a Le'Veon Bell. Exactly. He's not going to be able to run the... He, Le'Veon Bell is probably one of the best route runners in the league, mm-hmm. regardless of position. I would
0: take him over Gurley. I would. I would take him over Gurley. I wouldn't take yeah. him over Zeke because I have, obviously, a proud... Ger- yeah, Zeke's and, a proud Buckeye, and I got to support and, Buckeye. And, and, you know, if you so, guys don't know, I'm a proud Ohio State Buckeye fan.
1: And, and Zeke has decent hands. Gurley throughout the you know beginning part of his career, was not known mm-hmm. as a patch-catching running back until McVay got to town. Mm-hmm. So he's working on his his, his pass-catching skills, but no, absolutely not. Uh, Le'Veon Bell yeah. is the best route runner in the league. Yeah.
0: Let's finish on this. Where do you think both Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown um, end up next year? Uh,
1: Bell? Mm-hmm. Cap-wise, cap it would make sense for the Jets to sign him. If you if you're looking at a team that had a bring truck to back up, mm-hmm. the the Jets have it. Mm-hmm. And if you want to talk about making a splash in that market because if you look at the Jets and the Giants, that they, they are that, that fan base is starving mm-hmm. for a, a winning season, a playoff run. The last two or three years have been lost seasons amongst the team, especially the Giants with you know on paper the amount of talent that they have, sure. Uh, but I think that for that market, the Jets need to make a splash. And I, I see them back in the strikeout.
0: I think for Le'Veon Bell, could you imagine if he went to the Colts with how they're coming along, with the amount of money they have, yep. um, with just how they're building and their offensive line. Yeah. You stick LeVeon Bell with Andrew Luck in the backfield there, dude, you got something magical. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be amazing with to watch. T-Y-O oh outside. my god, that is that is absolutely amazing. So I don't know what the Colts are, what the long term plans are, but if they have the money, and they do obviously, they have a lot of cap room next year. Just go ahead and pay him, man. Yep. Pay the guy. Give him maybe a two year contract so it's not something too massive, right?
1: All right, or you could do maybe a, a three and, player option uh, or a option, option. Or you could do a mutual option yeah. like the Eagles did with, with Foles. Uh I could I could buy that as well too. Uh Antonio Brown wise, there's no way that they trade him within the within the AFC. I don't care what division. What if
0: he goes to the Patriots? Yeah, <laughs>
1: you, you got a better chance of winning the lottery.
0: Tom Brady and Antonio Brown.
1: You got a better chance of winning the lottery. There's, there's, Why not? There's no, there's no way that he gets shipped to the AFC East, Where if, they where they you, could potentially play dude, him if you twice.
0: Pair up, if you pair, if you pair Antonio Brown up with Tom Brady. Dude, just give up. The NF- the AFC should just give up, right? You
1: know, we're living in fantasy world here. What oh, fantasy world? In reality world, <laughs> he's probably going go to go the NFC. Yeah, I'm kind of buying the rumblings of the 49ers. Yeah, Jerry Rice. has all that this. I week. I mean, they they were supposed to be contenders this year, and Garoppolo went down. Yeah, so I feel like they're injured. Crum, injured yeah. Crum, quarterback. Yeah, know? that's debatable. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to make up for the lost time. They lost a, a season this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, if you compare Antonio Brown with George Kittle and Marquise Goodwin opposite him on the other side, yeah. that's probably a, one of the best teams in the NFC right there. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, that's a good first podcast, man. I'm glad we finally got to do this. It's been a long time coming, like I said in the beginning. Um, but uh, I hope you guys follow us on Twitter, listen uh, to our podcast, give us some feedback. Let us know what you like, interact with us. We're always here. We got not know what's going on, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, got no life. At Brando underscore Puma on the Twitter. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at Pro Football Radio Podcast. IG is Pro Football Radio. And you can follow my boy, Pro Buckeye, Jay Chima, at
0: Jay Chima. Go Buckeyes. Thank you guys for tuning in, guys. We will talk to you next week.
1: Vaya con Dios.